Hey everyone, and welcome back for another installment of the Weekly Catch-Up Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 27, 2021, and this marks episode number 68 of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B-Rad Colvin. That'd be me. What's up, man? Well, I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready to pod. Ready to pod. Thanks for the week off, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to get into that. <laughs> We last recorded on, I think it was the 15th. I think we had to, so we had to adjust the last episode. The The publish date was the Thursday of that particular week. Because mm-hmm. I just left 20 minutes of the episode out. <laughs> <laughs> Got a full 17 listens before hey. I figured it out. Yeah, so I, 17 people were probably just sitting there a little confused. Yeah, that was a cluster. Apologies to you tots that might have uh, had to go back and re-ingest, but... That was the whole snippet that was worth it. It was yeah. the whole like music critique. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a great conversation. So if you missed it um, and you care to go back, you should do so. You should do so. Uh, we're back from hiatus. We're back from Mexico and other uh, big life adventures that we're going to get into. Oh, yeah. So uh, let's just do that then. All right, man. Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. <laughs> Fresh. I thought, you, I thought you were going to avoid the whole like uh, buffer. No, I want to lean into it. Buffer duffer stuff. Fresh off the heels of his vacation, we have Carson here sitting on the couch looking radiant. Thank you. Uh, I, I see uh, you, you've got a nice tan going. Thank a, you. A fresh cut. Fresh fade, fresh tan. You look refreshed. Man, my English is rusty. (laughs) (laughs) That was always my favorite Diddy line growing up when he's like, I've been around the world. My English is rusty. I like that. I'm like, man, one day. That is a ball. I'm going to be like, "Uh, how you say? (laughs) (laughs) Como se dice? dice? Mm. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. English is rusty, brah. Yeah. So tell Uh, us about your trip, buddy. I thought you, I, I we or, were going to circle back to that. You're oh, sitting okay. here. I'll describe the way you're looking right now. You're looking a oh. little bit more felt, uh, a little bit more streamlined. Uh, the shirt's a little bit more fitted. Uh, you look like you are the legitimate fruit of the loom man waist down. You've mm. got like purple fruit roll up little boy shorts on. That's right. They're pretty high. They are. I can see your undershorts but like, are look, almost longer. Look at like what I can do. Yeah, he's got really great range and flexibility. Yeah. Um, I'm going running after this. <laughs> <laughs> got back into it. Ran six miles yesterday. Um, for some reason, my watch is thinking I'm on a run now, so I need to end that. But well, that's how much uh, momentum this podcast generates. It's like going for a run, folks. Yes. Just uh, wear your Fitbit while you listen. <laughs> <laughs> wear that whoop. Mm-hmm. Michael had this thing called an aura, which was uh, it's or just a ring, okay. uh, like a little 
like a ring like that goes on your finger yes ring? okay and it communicates with an app on your cell phone oh. that and i went through every screen apparently his uh his buddy and former roommate um andy mm-hmm. he like commissioned him to just try them all like the whoop the fitbit all of apple watch whatever yeah and uh this thing was comprehensive dude like it knew to a t like when he went to sleep when he awoke what all his rim light sleep deep sleep percentages were um it it prepped him for the day like hey um your your mindfulness your resting heart rate like all of this leads us to think that you're in this state of mind so here's what to anticipate for today here's how you should take it like it was whoa and you don't have is doesn't the whoop go like all the way around your body or something i don't even know what that is it's all uh Tommy Buns, Tom Segura, and oh, those guys are always... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the functionality of it. I got the the feeling that it was some sort of, like, almost like sling or something that you mm. had to wear around, like, your arm or your waist or something. Yeah. I just got the, you know, Apple Watch lets me know how far I've... Ran. Like, that's what motivates me. Um, it's just kind of, I, like, if I had the ring, I would constantly have to check my phone to see the amount of distance I've ran and everything. But I like just being able to check my watch real quick and keep it pushing. Um, yeah, totally. To each their own yeah. aura in terms so that, of like biometrics. That sounds like a whole lifestyle type. Well, it, it was so comprehensive. Uh-huh. Like it, it was able to tell everything yeah. somehow. I'm going to um, have to look into that. It, it was really wild. Uh, he said it was about $200 retail. Okay. And uh, the app, I was like, is this like a hardware purchase and a subscription, mm-hmm. like a Peloton type deal? I assume that's how they do their business. But mm-hmm. he said no, that the app was like complimentary or free with it, I oh. think. Okay. Uh, so Aura, I'm assuming it's A-U-R-A, but I don't know that for sure. Just yeah. type in Aura Ring, maybe. We'll look it up. Um, Circling back real quick, I'll never understand people like you that you just you get all motivated you shed 20 30 pounds sometimes in these little sessions Uh like you're looking like a brand new man i don't get how you just slack off of that and then you go back in your first session back is six miles running like i don't don't get like i didn't run like i stopped plenty of times yeah but okay i mean how many miles did you run Uh, to be like if i accumulated everything i probably ran half and walked half how many consecutive tenths of a mile do you think you ran at your longest? Um, h- half. Okay. Like you mean during yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Half. I, I like I'm out of shape, and so I probably would run about half a mile, stop, uh, half a mile, stop, and then as it as it got further and like mile four and five, I was slowing down probably even more. But it is what it is. Um, I'm just happy. Like I, I was just happy to get out there and just trying to get back into the swing of things. I would really love to become one of those guys that can just haul off like three miles in 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. Three times a week. Like I think George W. Bush did that really religiously, like three miles and like he had like a seven minute mile. Dude. Um, at, in my prime, I ran a, a mile under five minutes. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Dude, this is like whenever uh, I went to Southern and I was exercising every day. Like I would get up at four in the morning, exercise, Goodness go to classes. I would do two a days. Uh, yeah, I, I would wake up in the morning. This run. is back when I didn't know you. <laughs> yeah, that's you know back whenever. Yeah, your sister was around. We were socially distanced. Yeah, you traded me out for her. Yeah, uh, good trade. Some would say. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, uh, dude, smarter, five minute faster, mile stronger. is sub five minute mile is yeah. what you're saying. Yes, yes, sir. So what does that look like? Four fifty. It was. I, I believe it was in the four fifties. Goodness gracious! Yeah. And that's my record. Like I wasn't doing that on the regular. That was that was my fastest I ever got though. All right, Tots, text uh, true or false to 412. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sure that there's some people being like, bull crap. Hey, that's that's okay. That, I, I'm not... that, that's like, dude, you know how long it took him to break the four-minute mile, and you're just over here doing four minutes and change? I mean, I, wor- I worked my way up to that for a whole year. I know, but we're talking about like, I mean, we're talking about like Nigerian runners that were programmed <laughs> from birth to be yeah. long distance and sprint runners. like. Uh-huh that struggled to get to 347 i think was the well yeah that, the record for a while i don't think i could ever get that obviously yeah but we're talking I- increments of a minute you know yeah anyway let's move on anyway yeah, i digress so i'm running again <laughs> <laughs> gonna try to running and walking yeah 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 gonna try to shed some more weight and uh back at it right on yeah dude well you're looking good thanks only ran one day but hopefully i'll begin looking better today's day two yeah of of this new atomic habit Mm -hmm. what's a way that you can make this sustainable through most of the months of the year or is that never the goal actually um like i've said in the past it's easier during the summer uh just because i can sleep in i can exercise whenever i want and all that good stuff i can also uh drive to go get healthier food like i don't have to meal prep every day if i really wanted to maintain this lifestyle during the school year i'd have to really get into like meal prepping and uh, stop making excuses like if i have school functions or the podcast and everything i'm just gonna have to dedicate to staying up a little later and running afterward um i've in my teaching career i've done it where i've woken up at 4 4 30 in the morning and exercise I, I just have no desire to do that. I'd rather, I'd rather have a little extra fluff than, than uh, wake up that early. Well, at a certain point, you could say, is my sleep deprivation contributing to other health maladies, right, or whatever? I don't know how people do that. My dad got up religiously at like, I think his earliest was four fifteen a.m. Mm-hmm. to go work out and like do his own personal devotions and all of this before breakfast and commute and work and i don't know how you do that year over year yeah that that is hardcore dedication i'd like to be that person maybe someday maybe someday sounds like someone needs to go dial up some david goggins instagram (laughs) true yeah he's i I follow him he hasn't been showing up on my algorithms so that's probably why i stopped working out you got to pair it back, buddy. I'm up to 23 follower following on uh, Twitter. Oh, wow. The majority of them are just my very closest friends that actually tweet mm-hmm. and PGA Tour professionals. There you go. Dude, I, I Instagram storied this thing that did you see my... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, you tell the joke. <laughs> so, Will Zalatoris, who we've been highlighting on the show the last couple of weeks, uh, young phenom out of Plano, Texas, young 24-year-old. Uh, breaking through at the moment and uh he he looks like a child and this week golf channel on instagram reported that it was the happiest day ever for him and there was a picture of him uh proposing to his longtime wonderful girlfriend mm-hmm. um and she said yes and so <laughs> i forget what the caption was but they were like uh will zalatoris proposes to his longtime girlfriend blah 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 and the top comment on instagram 
first of all, I clicked into it wondering like, why do I feel like this is going to make him suck? Like, <laughs> and then I click in and the top comment is, ah, oh, that's a shame. He's been playing some really great golf for a while. <laughs> and <laughs> it had like 300 likes already. Like it was hilarious and perfect. Cause I knew that that was like a lot of people's sentiment. Mm -hmm. And even sometimes the announcers will kind of weigh in like, Oh, why would you do that, mate? Like you're, you're on such a roll. And Dang. I hate to be that guy, but I have to say like, you know, the uh, commercial golf ambassador to the, you know, professional Hollywood set world, Ricky Fowler, he fell so hard to this. Like he fell out of the uh, top 100 in the world golf rankings. He was up to number four a couple years ago. He got hitched and tanked. He hitched and tanked. Dang. He married a, uh, I think like a professional or Olympian pole vaulter. Mm -hmm. um, Allison, very, very gorgeous girl. Um, they're in with that whole little, like, little frat hangs out like him, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, um, mm -hmm. all those young guys. And um, so anyway, he but he married her and just toppled, Dang. just toppled. Hmm. Meanwhile, John Rahm got married and had a child like very sequentially. And he's like number two or three, four oh. in the world at the moment and not letting up longer leash. Yeah. Yeah. This last weekend's tournament was pretty cool. It was the only team play tournament that they have on tour um, outside of like, you know, President's Cup, all those more country specific mm -hmm. competitions. Um, and they play it down in New Orleans. So there's like alligators on the course <laughs> and you're having to like line up for a Dang. shot with like a baby gator, like a couple feet away nah, that won't move. <laughs> Extreme golf. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool because they do like best ball and like, different uh formats of play mm -hmm. and uh this year dude it went to a, a playoff and so one guy tees off on all the even number holds and his teammate tees off on you know all the odd number holes okay and so they go to this sudden death playoff it was south africa versus uh australia so it was um louis oosthuizen major winner and charles schwartz charles schwartzel his longtime mate countryman and also a major winner mm -hmm. um, against Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith from Down Under. Down Under. And Oosthuizen had the mandated shot, and he steps up to the tee on the sudden death playoff 18th hole mm -hmm. and launches it into the water. Oof. Like, they're just done. One hole, Cameron Smith, Mark Leishman. Just like that couple of good guys like it came down to the wire i think they won like 21 negative 21 something like that but um dude talk about would you rather be the guy that puts it in the water or the teammate that didn't put it in the water because hmm. well, he basically the difference between first and second is probably a million dollars okay and so he did that to his teammate louis oosthuizen who's a hmm. legendary golfer steps up there and all good faith launches it into the water so they have to take a pro because of the where he crossed into the water they couldn't even just like put it into a drop zone they had Oof. to use stroke three from the tee ouch so like they were like doubly penalized yeah so I, would i rather be the guy that messed up or the guy that performed really well and still lost is like that's the 
at least perf- didn't flub up on that last hole. I'm sure that they both had wins and misses. Yeah, I'm going to be the guy that did not hit it into the water. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take the anger and <laughs> not being my fault. <laughs> I don't know, man, because like you live and die as a team. Like You wouldn't have been on that playoff hole without your, your teammate. But then yep. the and then he screwed it up, man. Just the level of like guilt and like what if, especially on behalf of it's. Every time he sees that guy, now he's gonna be like, "Oh man, yeah. remember that time we almost did that thing together? <laughs> <laughs> remember that time I lost you a lot of money?" Yeah. <laughs> nah, no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's your news from the tour. <laughs> <laughs> golf (laughs) (laughs) oh and tiger shared a photo did he yeah remember how we were talking about his backyard course and how he owns Mm -hmm. that peninsula he uh took a picture out there with his dog and said he was in a a cast and crutches and he said uh the course is mending quicker than i am Mm. but here i am with man's best friend and kind of fuzzy like a little far away but all right he's up and kicking good (laughs) (laughs) couldn't couldn't have less interest. <laughs> What's been up with you, dude? You uh, do anything crazy this week? You know it. Do I? What'd you do? Oh, well, what'd last you do? Week, what'd you do? Last week, Courtney and I moseyed over on and ended up uh, signing on a house. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got them keys, son? We got, well, not yet. <laughs> uh, it's actually not built yet, but uh, they break ground this Friday. And you bought an idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, this idea will come to fruition. And, like one uh, day this idea is going to keep me warm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So super excited about that. Um, it's going to be in Cleburne and uh, 1940 square footage. Got a nice three bedroom and office and... Um, yeah, open floor concept. It's going to be great. You can come over and cook. And uh, I'll, I'll put on the TV and we'll just hang out. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, Congrats. Thank you. Um, not not posting about it on socials and everything. You know, I work working for the admin assistant. Like, my, my fear is that people will think that Courtney and I are moving in together before marriage, blah, blah, blah. Like... Bro, are you trying to live in sin over there? You know it. Oh, yeah. So wait, you're just going to tell the conference through the podcast instead? Yeah, all of them that listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. On social, you're like, uh, you're like, hello, father. <laughs> <laughs> and on the podcast, you're like, we live in sin. Blessed be the man. <laughs> that song goes hard, though. It does. Blessed be the name. Dude, I watched this Modern Family the other day where they were, <laughs> they had the the like the gay Christian boys that were in the band, <laughs> and they were like, "Man shall not lie with another." <laughs> and then Cam is like the drummer, and he starts singing his own version of it. Never mind. That, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> I actually. just watched that, so it triggered yeah. that. But but yeah, new house. Um, gonna take about six months to be built, and uh, really, really looking forward to it. I'm going to be about 10 minutes from work and, um, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Can't wait to come pick up my room. <laughs> come on <laughs> over, buddy. Uh, I got a, I got a spare bed. That's every bride's dream. 
uh, is to hear, hey, Carson's coming over to pick out his bedroom for activities. Nah, Courtney's chill. She wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, also working on a wedding list. Did some of that today. Do we have a we have a venue? We have a venue. Do we have a date? We don't have a date yet, but we're um we're, we're we should buy like the next two weeks, hopefully. What are the final date contenders? Um it'll probably be next May. Next May, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Give us some ample time to uh to plan. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And if we do it any sooner, there's a better chance that, you know, I'm, I'm going to jinx it now and it will rain on our wedding day anyway, but we're thinking May uh, might be better off as far as weather goes. Not not in the thick of summer and hopefully a little bit warmer um, than if we did it earlier. May is uh, just peak season, buddy. Yeah. That's peak white girl season for getting married that's right good for you buddy wow thanks man so why do you have to come over here week after week and you're just a lowly 29 year old just accomplishing all your dreams and stuff and (laughs) um you know (laughs) you're making moves yes i am but you are steady uh steady racking up some life milestones over here like yeah low-key you just purchased your first home i know you got engaged and You've secured a wedding venue all in like 120 days. Yeah. It's been it's been a wild ride, but I'm very happy. Good. Yeah, life's good. People keep asking me about you and mm-hmm. they're like, "How's Brad?" And I'm like, "You know, he seems good. Seems ma- like he's managing stuff." Yeah. I mean, obviously this year has been the most difficult of my life. Um but it's literally been the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. Your heart's been getting all flexed out and worked out. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just very grateful to have a lot of good to go with the bad. Okay. Yeah. So that's life. I'm just glad to hear that you're doing well. And I observe that you are doing well on a, a weekly basis. And so... Thanks, man. Just glad to uh, glad to have access back to you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, you're such a we we all feed off of you. You know what I mean? Like, Aww. you're a, a host to our parasite, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people get a lot of return on energy from hearing from you, from talking to you, from you leading out, from you teaching, and with full B rad momentum. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, because you're a very joyful person. I try to be on air (laughs) (laughs) you dreadful off air (laughs) wow dude so uh when did you when did you sign thursday man you little devil just been keeping this from us (laughs) well you know had to save it for the pod but uh yeah courtney's lease isn't up until the beginning of next year and so i'll move in first what's up what's up and uh then She'll move in with her parents until we get married. You're like, I can live in sin all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not sin because I just I know that's just the living whole, there. That's the whole pun. Yeah. But uh yeah, and then Courtney's also she's getting a, like a golden retriever in two weeks or so. So we're gonna have a Oh my puppy. gosh. Dude. When does the white picket fence get delivered? Uh, <laughs> it's actually gonna be like a um like a darker brown fence. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you have a fence. That, that makes it real. Dude, 
Um, and I, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but like, I kind of live out in the country right now and we don't own a garage. Like I'm so happy to finally have a garage in which I feel better about keeping my car clean and washed because I'm not going to be driving down a dirt road every day. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. You do have a very Jason Aldean tractor, uh, tractor lifestyle <laughs> right now in terms of going down the dirt road. And uh-huh. a lot of people want that, you know, yeah. they, they aspire to have that. Um, this is more of a subdivision type feel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I actually wouldn't mind eventually getting back to that, but with like a paved road, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like out in the country, but not as dusty on the car. Yeah. Bougie country. Yeah. Private ranch country. Mm -hmm. I feel you. Yeah. Stadium arena country singer. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Tim McGraw, Faith Hill type money. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Would you rather be married to Faith Hill or Miranda Lambert? Uh, Faith Hill. Okay. Easily. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Faith Hill or Carrie Underwood? Carrie Underwood. Okay. Yeah. We we on the same page or no? Uh, or you do you feel differently? Faith Hill or Carrie Underwood? Man. You feel like a woman? Well, no. Shania wins over all of them. Yeah. We hadn't brought her up yet, but she was my next logical choice. Shania She's is the, queen. the MVP of yeah. all time mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking. Her album Up, I had that as a child and just... Really? Yes. That's awesome. Um, So, Brad, anything else? You bought a house. You uh, bought a wedding venue. You're about to secure a date. You got yeah. your whole next 13 months kind of planned out at this point. Where are we doing bachelor party? Um, Great question. I don't know. Top golf? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, what city? <laughs> I don't know, man. You will we'll, not get away we'll with one of these one night in town bachelor parties. Uh, I might. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll talk. Getting all set up for young Michael Denny's bachelor party in yeah. Vegas. Ooh, it's going to be wild. I believe it. Pool parties. I think we're trying to go to like Wet Republic and see Calvin Harris or something <laughs> like something crazy. <laughs> Some awesome DJ. I guess I've never had that experience while in Vegas. I've never been to like, you know, one of those crazy pool parties. Yeah. Me neither. The one time I went. Just the basic ones. I was in Cancun all week. Yeah. That's what I want to get into. That was as a, much as we can. That was a fun time. Yeah. That was um pretty uh by the seat of your pants, mm-hmm. uh, spur of the moment type decision. Yeah, you were just up and gone. I was like, well, I guess we're not potting this week. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, first of all, wait, you were in Broken Bow. Not on Wednesday. I got back Sunday. Right, right, right. But that's when I hit you up. That place looked beautiful, by the way. It was incredible. I was like a little miffed. I was like, where was my invite to this gorgeous <laughs> deck overlooking these mountains in Broken Bow? Yeah, some friends of our uh well one of our friends proposed to another so we were all out there in celebration yeah that makes sense why it wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't feel bad it wasn't it wasn't my planning i got gotcha. you no yeah. i i saw that um i think i was already like en route to mexico but no i i feel bad i totally feel like i sharked the idea from <laughs> our friend cat a little bit because uh-huh. i did this uh back in august where i just kind of went down there and figured i'd work remote maybe try to take a little bit of time off yeah um but our friend cat on i think it was like thursday or friday had put out some sort of like instagram story or something saying hey work remote in mexico for like a week who, who's down who wants to go and so she and i had dm'd off of that 
And she was like, yeah, I, th- I should just like tell everybody to go to a particular resort, get their own room, get there when they get there mm-hmm. and, you know, kick it. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that Saturday, I'd kind of had some plans uh, that I p- potentially had for the weekend, just vaporize. And uh, I was at the golf course and got a call from Michael and Shelly. Mm-hmm. They were like, let's go downtown for a drink. Uh, so we did. And I had looked up uh, flights for the next day, just grins and giggles, because Kat had my mind on it. Yeah. And I'd realized, like, oh, okay, I could get down there for like 150 bucks type nice. deal. Um, if I go tomorrow and do these like one ways strategically. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just mentioned it to, to Shell Bell because she was like, what do you got planned this weekend? And I felt kind of dumb because my plans had just vaporized. I'm like, maybe go to Mexico. Yeah. And uh, Michael just goes, yeah, I'll go if you go. Just send me screenshots of the flight. Hey. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go home and see if these other plans, you know, potentially come through or not. And <laughs> that you already knew. had. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you know, it's like you watch the sunset as uh. like you just have your like <laughs> checkerboard of like potential options. Yeah. And um, I knew that I looked at the calendar and realized that it was going to be a lighter work week. Mm-hmm. Like I had fewer meetings scheduled. I had two kind of particularly wide open days with just internal meetings that I knew I could, um, you know, put an out of office on. And uh, I'd been told uh, my my boss was like, I've got round two of the vaccine that week. I'm going to be working at home because I have out of town company in town. Mm. Uh, so I didn't have anything really in person until uh, this, Yeah, you know, like the stars aligned. And so about seven o'clock on Saturday night, I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I, I pulled the trigger. I bought flights from Sunday to Saturday and then I booked my hotel and then I sent the screenshots off to Michael. Uh, didn't hear back for a couple hours. And then he texted me. He's like, these didn't come through. Send them again. So I did. Mm-hmm. And then I guess he didn't get that round either. It was just oh. like a blank, a blank file in the, in the message thread. And uh, so apparently it wasn't until he saw my video of like me coming into Cancun on Instagram that he was like, <laughs> Oh, he went screw it. Like, and he got on a flight at six fifty that night and was at the hotel by 10. Dang. Um, <laughs> Shout out Michael. <laughs> so, it was just wild because I, I just went down there. I was like, all right, I'll just figure this out. I mm-hmm. checked in, um, promptly burnt myself in the first 45 minutes <laughs> of being there because my room wasn't ready. And so I just laid out without sunscreen, uh, got hella burnt, and then uh, checked in. Uh, <laughs> it, it was funny. Uh, checked in. Michael shows up. He was like, yeah, I, I think Shelly was I think Shelly was at like a wedding shower or baby shower or mm-hmm. something. And she got a text like, Hey, dogs in the kennel. I'm en route to Mexico. Join when you can. <laughs> so she calls me and like I I told her which flights to get. Yeah. And then she joined on Tuesday. Oh, wow. That's so awesome. we just kind of like accrued people as the week went on. Yeah. Love that. Um yeah. I I don't know where you want to start, but I could I could talk for 30 minutes about all the different I, things. I wouldn't know where to start because I wasn't there. I think the majority of stuff would make well for our first Patreon episode. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, share what you can divulge. Um, no, it, it was uh, it was dope, dude. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I had mm-hmm. to work. Um, but I had meetings getting canceled, and like, you know, it was it was more chill work where I could wake up. I I loved getting into this routine in like another country where you mm-hmm. figure out where your coffee is, where you're gonna meditate in the morning. And yeah, in Mexico, I always like wake up, do my thing, 
go down to the beach, meditate, grab a coffee on the way back. This place had a Starbucks, which was dope, <laughs> um, in resort. Nice. And um, got set up with our desks and everything. I was on the 13th floor. He was on the 17th floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, just conducted business on Monday. Um, went for walks on the beach, like at night, stuff like that. Went out to dinner. Um, it was, it was a, a big departure from the last time that I was there because this is only my second time to Cancun, right? right? The last time I stayed at Emporio, which I would highly recommend. It was a great facility. Um, it was kind of further down Cuckolcoon. It was like mm-hmm. down the strip. So this time we stayed like in downtown, basically not, not downtown, downtown, but in the going out strip, sure. like, um, in the, in town. And it was, it was probably four kilometers from Emporio and it was a totally different vibe. Like I'll say that actual finish out and amenities, if you're looking to work remote and have like a nice in suite experience, Emporio was far superior Got it. to this one. This one had more bars, more pools more amenities and you literally could walk out and be on top of like senior frogs nice which was a totally different experience because we spent the majority of nights going out down there like Mm -hmm. we weren't even staying in the resort half the time you know like we were all over the place yeah so would you say that maybe this one's better for like group like would you stay here uh with a group and then if you were on business you would stay at the other place or what if you if, had more business to do. If I was going alone again and it was a non-peak week and I was just going to be there like Monday through Friday, I would stay at Emporio. Okay. I like that setup. It's manageable, direct beach access. And the finish out in the rooms is just going to be that much nicer. Like I had granted some of this was my own user error and stupidity, but um, the room finish out was not as nice at the place that I stayed this mm. time. Um, it didn't have a bathtub, for instance. Oh. You know, my last one had like an exposed bath suite and a shower separate um, with like, you know, remote control curtains that separate the bath from the rest of the room and like granite built in countertop desk with like a nice cubby and nice mm-hmm. flat screen TV mounted to the wall, like little things like I also had a balcony overlooking the pool in the ocean at the last place. Okay. At this place, I was like. I looked at my hotel tonight reservation and it was like a room is subject to whatever they give you or whatever Mm -hmm. um, for this deal that I got. And I'm on the phone with Meredith and I'm like, man, they just gave me my room number and I'm trying to see which ones are odd and which (laughs) ones are even. Cause I swear if I'm looking at the parking lot, (laughs) I'm going to be so pissed. I walk in, it's the non ocean view, no landing. I was like, Oh dang. That was such a buzzkill, but it ended up being just fine. Cause You know, the majority of time that I was in there, I had a great view mm-hmm. that was ultra stimulating for, because it was basically the curve of Cucklecoon where it looks at Fiesta Americana and downtown. So okay. it was really cool. And you could see the ocean in the background as well um, on the other side. Um, I don't know how to describe nice. that, but yeah. so it was, if you want to party, stay where we stayed this time. Got if it. you want to like work remote or be on like a exclusive date or something, mm-hmm. go to another one or go all inclusive. Okay. I never go all inclusive. No? No. If I'm working, I'm not going to be eating and drinking all day. Got it. Okay. And, and that plus, makes sense. a la carte, everything is, you're like kings down there. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah? Yeah. I got room service the first night, $7. Oh, wow. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's a huge departure from that Vegas. Was 
That was another thing. This place, 24-hour room service, in addition to, I think, seven on-site bars and restaurants. Wow. So there's just drawbacks on either side. But Yeah. I remember seeing some of your stories. Uh, you guys had like a Congo line or? Dude, man, Mexico is so full of like, Michael and I were discussing this, like it adds so much joy mm-hmm. and surprise and delight where it didn't have to, or like where the traditional American experience would have been like, here's your wings. You know, you need anything else? <laughs> like these people, like at one point my dad DM me and he's like, is there a meal down there available without all of the hoopla and like, <laughs> you know, 18 foot dolls and all this stuff. And I'm uh-huh. like, not where I'm going. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Like I love dinner in a show. Mm-hmm. It's like a return to the 1920s Miami or something, you know, like yeah. it's a, uh, or like Bing Crosby rat pack time, like dinner in a show. Mm-hmm. Um, we spent a lot of time at Senor Frogs. I'll tell you that <laughs> just cause it was so bleep and fun. Like yeah. I didn't, I don't think I've been to one of those before, no. but uh, they had one like right next to our resort and we walk in, we just look, it looked like the de facto margarita spot. Mm. And uh, we walk in and the next thing you know, like we were sat right next to the stage and we noticed that there's like a fish tank in the stage and like um, they have some pretty cool music videos going and we're kind of jamming out, having a drink, waiting on Michael to wrap up his day. And uh, this is Shelly and me by this point. And the next thing you know, forget what interactive game they started doing, but then the stage got all lit up and Mm -hmm. they had uh, all the servers like jumped on stage and started doing like um, the Dougie and all this stuff. And and then you sent me a video and what song were they playing? Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. They had, um, they they had songs entirely comprised of Barack Obama, like snippets from speeches where the next word of the song would be him saying it from a speech. Oh, nice. But musicified, Uh if you will. Um, Next thing you know, they're running around. There's like torches everywhere. <laughs> there's balloons. There's people putting hats on you. Yeah, my there's smoke I, machines. I think you took a video of Michael. He had maybe a balloon hat or yeah. yeah. It, it was it was a wild experience. And then they pulled everybody into a conga line, and I got this like perfect moment of Michael joining this conga line with just the most, you know crap eating grin on his face like (laughs) widest cheese i've ever seen on his face like just pure joy because you know we're just like the most basic white people and just little stuff like this was just they were like everybody get on your chairs (laughs) and i'm thinking like in america like they'd be like get off your chair right we're i'm standing on a six foot bar stool like people are on top of the bar Uh for no apparent reason we're just dancing having a good time (laughs) They're pulling people up on stage. At one point, they had a couples competition where you had to pop the balloon in four different positions mm-hmm. and you couldn't use your hands. Right. And it, it got really raunchy. It was like, it was a wild experience, dude. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun, man. It, it was so much fun. I'm really happy for you. Senor Frogs was amazing. We went to this place called Porfirio's. Okay. It's like real good eating um, nice. on Cucklecoon. And it, it it's like, amazing like they brought shelly's out and it's like this meat that you can um you can cook it on like a hot rock that they serve with it Mm -hmm. as you devour it like Mm. just really um it's a nicer meal yeah but they have like the mariachis and you know everybody runs through with like the sparklers and it's little stuff like that where i'd gone funny story the last time i was there i'd gone out with um 
uh, this girl down there mm-hmm. and she had taken me there. And so I'd gone back this time yeah. and I'd promised this wild experience to Michael and Shelly all week. Like, well, this place did this dope stuff this uh-huh. last time. Well, we were much more in the going out spots this time. So we had, sure. I think our palate had been formed already for the week, but um, we went about seven fifteen for mm-hmm. our reservations. And I was like, ah, oh, we're too early. Like it was still, it was still like family hour. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. And, so Michael got a drink after dinner and we're just sitting around and like, next thing you know, all the hoopla starts up and hey. I was just so excited because I'm like, this is what I was talking about. That's awesome. The real amazing day was Wednesday. Yeah? Yeah. How so? You remember how last time I did that <laughs> that video? Yes. The drone footage? I know. Yeah. You looked like you were in a music video. Of course I remember. Um, so I learned off of that experience because all those resorts try to sell you excursions with Aqua World or whatever. And mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to snorkel and Shelly had never snorkeled. Okay. So it was my second time. It was her first time. And I said, let's not do that jungle tour. Like screw doing your own boat. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to do this other one. So I went down and I I got this package and it was just a deal, dude. Like for 70 us dollars, they, we went there at 1030. Mm -hmm. We were on the big boat at 11 AM. They took us on the same jungle tour that you can do in your own individual boat, which basically is like you go between some hedges, right. you know, and on your way out to Punta Nisca. And you get out on the big boat. It's a 30-minute boat ride out there. Mm-hmm. And then we got up to the snorkel platform boat, and we docked there. Attached to that boat is like the submarine boat where they have the viewing deck underwater uh. where they take you around the reefs and like, try to show you wildlife and all of that. Yeah. So the majority of the folks that came over with us were just doing that. So we go on a 30 minute like reef tour in this little submarine boat mm-hmm. and uh, we get back, we dock up to the platform boat and then until four or 5 PM it's open bar, open snorkel hmm. with guides. So we go out and do the first lap mm-hmm. for like an hour, two hours. It was incredible. Um, most notable things, uh, three stingrays on the first snorkel. Love it. Like probably six feet across. Super cool. Did you pet them? No, no, no. Stingrays. You've never, you've not manta rays. I know. Stingrays. You can, there, there are areas where you can pet stingrays as well. There's like not areas where I can pet stingrays. Okay. <laughs> not in my mind. Got it. <laughs> I mean, these things were mad. Like, that's what killed Steve Irwin. Yes. I was like buckling my life jacket up whenever mm-hmm. I saw that. I'm like, my heart's exposed. Like, it was scary. Like, that was, we didn't see any after that. We just saw the first three. Um, there was only like four or five of us out there. But uh, the, the crazy thing is, you know, in all those uh, promo materials, how they're trying to show you those underwater statues? Yeah. Musa, mm-hmm. the uh, underwater museum in, in Cancun there. That's what had really sold me on this the last time. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking the guide when we came up for air or whatever, came up for uh, a conversation. I was like, where are those statues? And he was like, oh, they're way over there past that thing. Like, you can't go over there during this time of season, like uh, the chop or whatever was interfering with that. Mm-hmm. So this time, I didn't know what to expect. I just knew I'd gotten the extended snorkel time. Right. Well, we're just with this guide who's just kind of motioning to things underwater. Mm -hmm. And I'm just kind of, you know, uh, flippering along there. And all of a sudden, kind of like 
out of the depths, I just see like the six people gathered around that Mayan clock. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, like I did (laughs) not know that this was part of this or that we were in that area. Like I was mesmerized, but I was also scared because, you know, like what? Why? Did we talk about this the other day? We're like um, scuba diving and snorkeling and like if I could go to the depths of the ocean and like see a shipwreck or something, mm-hmm. I'd be too scared yeah, yeah, to yeah. go we, in. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was the same concept. We're like not expecting that. And then just seeing like these, they're like yeah. seven feet tall. Damn. Um, just, they just kind of appear out of the water. It, it was jarring at first yeah. and you kind of swing around. Cause you're like, what else could be around there? Or I don't know, just any big inanimate structure underwater like that. The unknown. It kind of freaks me out for some reason. Yeah. I get it. So I, I kind of like surfaced immediately and was like, whoa, and looked around for other people and realized, okay, this is part of it. Like, yeah. And uh, went down and they have like just this series of statues that are incredible, dude. That's awesome. Like um, that, that was the six people praying around the mine clock. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a guy who's watching TV naked hmm. uh, with a food tray on his uh, stomach. Okay. And that one was like, particularly um made me particularly introspective because in the exact moment that i saw him he was down further so he was in a deeper area where like i'm at the surface like snorkeling and i'm looking down he's probably a good 12 15 feet below me all right and the light was hitting the water just in such a way that i'm like this is like the greatest moment of my life i'm doing like i feel so alive right now this is everything if you're not working and you needed like an out of office day, where else would you be than right here with the sun streaming mm-hmm. in all these beautiful like Nemo's and Dory's around you? Like <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. And I'm looking down at this guy and I'm thinking like, man, that's exactly how I would be spending tonight if mm-hmm. I was uh, back home, like staring into a box that's giving me like it's feeding my consciousness. Right. And just my vantage point and the sunlight, I think particularly in that moment just made me super mindful. I was like, that's wild. Like I'm looking at him, but I'm looking at me in a weird way Mm -hmm. in a different moment. Yeah. I'm probably not articulating that well, but no, I get what you're saying. The ocean makes me very like weird, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, or or maybe trying to think too deep because, um, the crashing of the waves and everything it's amazing how we all disintegrate into that like we're very insignificant past our lives but like while we're living our lives we can enter that massive thing Mm -hmm. it struck me like i was looking at all of these fish and amazing wildlife and all this stuff the sea life and thinking like the the biology of these creatures is incredible and like their ability to adapt. And like, um, some of them look like dinosaurs, like prehistoric (laughs) dinosaurs. It was Mm -hmm. nerve wracking, but it still struck me that while I'm living and at a younger age, I'm able to enter your world and then leave it. Like as amazed as I am by your biochemistry, I'm looking at you and you can't leave here and I can. (laughs) So I'm having face offs with fish over here. thinking. (laughs) I don't know what was going on in my head, but just to share a couple of things. I, that sounds great. Bail man. me out, b I love, it. I love it. No, keep talking. <laughs> that sounds like. Dude, I'm done. I'm it, sounds done like you, it sounds like you had a wonderful time. And 
I am envious. Um, I feel like I had a pretty productive week, but seeing your videos and everything, it, it seems like you guys had an, an amazing time. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much of a white suburban dad I am on Instagram 50 <laughs> weeks out of the year. And then that one week in Cancun, it's like IG king for a day. Lit. I got really lucky with some of that. Yeah. It's amazing how like iPhone 11 will create all, all those like stitched together videos and memories for you now. Mm -hmm. Like I got to choose between short, medium and long and whether I wanted club or disco as the background. Oh, nice. It just wouldn't get rid of those embarrassing selfies in the middle of the video, so I couldn't share it. <laughs> oh, I was like, I don't think I saw anything like that. But. No, I had one or two, maybe. Okay. Reorg my whole IG as a result. Hey. Got new uh, stories for specific travel moments. I didn't oh, realize the it. full capabilities of how you could architect yeah, stories. Yeah. Uh -huh. I didn't realize that I could reshuffle them into new categories. I took away all the uh, black and white like iconography um avatars and it's like getting to the meat yeah and you can create those moments where you can have like a category for family and your travels and uh concerts you know whatever if you do a lot of something you can just make that into one of your categories it was wild because once we got there uh we realized that we needed to get covid tested to re-enter the country and so i was like crap <laughs> and uh i'm walking down on the first floor and I just see a bunch of like medical personnel in one of the hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I think we can get COVID <laughs> tested here. Yeah. And so you just had to go to concierge, make an appointment. Okay. Um, but the process of getting back into the country initially was very scary because, um, you, you panicked, you panicked real quick. No, okay. it was my first COVID test. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm vaccinated round one Moderna, yeah. but it was my first COVID test. And I thought that they were like turning me into a mummy. Like <laughs> I was getting, sarcophagi or whatever they call it yep. what, what do they call it where they pull your brain out mummified sure yeah it's another word for it i feel like there is um whatever anyway it, <laughs> they had to give me tissues i was crying so hard like oh i felt like they were just somewhere underneath my eyeball yeah i hate i hated that feeling too it was awful i'm like when are you gonna yeah. stop so they deliver a negative covid test via email with a pdf attachment that contains a barcode you have to scan that barcode at your um, ticket counter to get a boarding pass. Mm -hmm. And once we were through that, we thought we were through the worst of it. But then to actually go through security, they also required a QR code scan leading to a web page where you had to create a, a password gated account, like username and password to accept or to like fill out a survey as to your exposure to different countries, to different people with, you know, symptoms or the sickness. And hmm. it was such bull crap because it, you were like in this crowded hallway, extended hallway, and there's like 200 people in it trying to go to security to get on their flights. And uh, we, we thought that we'd provided everything. It's like, I'm vaccinated. I gave you a negative COVID test. And now we're all, there's 300 of us trying to scan a QR code to pull up a web page, nobody's cell phone signal's working. A guy next to me is like, I don't have a phone. What do you want from me? Yep. Like, and they wouldn't hand out any uh, paper forms. Wow. My web page wouldn't load. So Michael, he creates his account, he goes through the whole process, mm -hmm. he shows the success screen, which is all that you needed to get past this particular checkpoint to really go through security. Right. I couldn't get it. <laughs> like, I kept clicking the field, I shut down the phone, mm -hmm. I quit Safari browser, I did everything. Dang. He finally, I called him. 
I said, come back and give me your phone. So he comes back. He gives me his phone over the line. I show it to the, the agent. The agent lets me through and I run off through security. Well, to get through the actual like portion where they check your boarding pass, your passport, mm -hmm. and then let you go through the actual turnstile type thing, the x-rays, um, I realized that whatever Michael filled out for the you know survey also has a success QR code that needs to be scanned. Jeez. So I didn't have that. Right now we're like 35 minutes out from wheels up. Yeah. And I haven't even been through security. Well, he gives me a paper form at that point and says, fill it out. And I said, do you have a pen? He says, no. Go back out of security, oh, no. go back to that table to get that pen, and you can fill it out, and then I'll, I'll let you go through security. And I said, oh, okay, cool. Uh, but what I'm actually going to do is I, I kind of start to trail off, and I act like I'm going up to Michael to get a yeah. pen, and that's all I'm going to do. Uh -huh. What I really did was I threw my bag on the conveyor belt. <laughs> he like he had trays ready for me. He's like, just go, just go. Yeah. And uh, I threw everything in, like ran through the x-ray machine, kind of ducked on the other side. Cause I was concerned about the flight time at this point. Sure. And, um, I, I wasn't going to go back out and redo this process. So I ended up boarding the plane without ever fulfilling that <laughs> portion of the, uh, requirements. I did fill it out and have it on hand, but up until the point of like actual boarding, I, the gate over, they were like, you must have a red dot on your boarding pass or you will not be admitted flight to Houston. Mm -hmm. And they hadn't, I'm thinking like, Oh, did, because he got the QR code scanned with that survey. Like, yeah. did that result in a red dot on his passport and I won't be able to board? Like, oh my goodness, bro. It's like the hunger games out here for <laughs> access. Like it, that's the scariest part about international travel or anything right now is that, you know, I, I got back and I told my parents like, yeah, you still got to get uh COVID tested to reenter. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, what's the whole point of getting the vaccination? Right. Yeah, I agree. Did you hear today? The big CDC. Yeah. Uh, if you're vaccinated, you don't you can walk around without a mask if you're vaccinated both rounds mm -hmm. and you're outdoors not in a big group you you don't have to wear your mask anymore it's like thanks cdc yeah, so stupid i'm so like <sighs> yeah are you are you scheduled to be vaxxed yet no you're not about that life i feel like we swapped roles here i mean i i don't have anything against it i'll probably get it this summer I don't know, man. It was just a headache, like trying to figure out, okay, I can enter Mexico, but I can't enter America without the negative COVID test and then the survey and all of these different. Yeah. It was very scary. Sounds like it. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I made it. You made it through. I uh, finished my book on the way back. I, I love, uh, I wrapped Johnny Carson on my last Mexico trip. And this time I devoted my time to On the House by former Speaker of the House, John Boehner. Mm. And it was great. Was it? Yes. Highly relatable dude. Biggest takeaways? Um, Not to put you on the spot. But. Just that uh, there are still people that are reverent of the institutions of our government mm -hmm. and recognize them as bodies that are larger than their current um, inhabitants. And that decorum and respect and friendships occur more often across the aisle than the media would allow you to believe. Yeah. And that even senators or, or congressmen and women on opposing sides of the aisle in the same subcommittee uh, might host each other for Sunday dinner after church mm -hmm. um, with 
with routine regularity. You know, like that part. I would believe that. He comes from a family of 12 kids, uh, 14 total, two-bedroom house, one or two-bedroom house uh, in near Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, work, uh, worked at a bar, his dad's bar, growing up, mm-hmm. and just like how he nickeled and dimed his way through college and served and um, ended up getting elected to the you know Ohio State um, House of Representatives and, you know, all the way up to Congress and then leadership within uh the conference where he retired in like 2015 Hmm. and how his faith really grounded him in a lot of ways too like he's still with this day one woman he's got two good daughters that are apparently married they have children um and he's a devout catholic so he's a smoker he's a drinker he's profane and he writes that way too which is refreshing like it is not it's for the common man you know like there's a story about him he opposed somebody's bill in Congress and that guy literally walked up to him in the house chambers mm-hmm. after the vote, took out a big hunting knife, put it to John Boehner's throat and said, why the heck did you do that? And Boehner just looked him dead in the eyes and he goes, F you to his face. Dang. And that guy kind of released his grip, put the hunting knife away. And uh, I believe Boehner was best man at his wedding at a later date. Oh, <laughs> really? And that, that's the kind of story that you can get out of this book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he cleans up some of it. Uh, it's not overtly profane. Okay. But, it, you know, you get the emphasis. Uh, he, he drops some frogs and snakes in this book, and it's just really relatable. But his biggest, like, kind of culminating moment of his career with his uh, tie-in with his devout Catholic faith was – getting uh, the Pope to come address a joint session of Congress. Mm -hmm. And he tried to sneak in a baptism of his newest grandchild (laughs) along the way, and he couldn't get that done. No, Uh, The Pope wasn't allowed to baptize people outside of the Vatican, I believe. But to have him uh, address the joint, you know, sessions of Congress was the most meaningful moment. It sounded like of uh, Boehner's career, Hmm. kind of like the height of like tying in like his personal and professional ties And I think that the biggest takeaway that he kind of sends you off with is that, you know, hey, there are people that are fly by night, Matt Gaetz's of the world that say, screw leadership, I'm going to build my own TV studio and traffic girls across state lines. (laughs) There's other people that really want to ascend to the power rankings uh, for through more organic uh, methods and that they are, there are people that come to Washington and they actually create friendships and that he pities the people that don't, that just see it as a power grapple. But he talks through the, you know, the, the nuances of certain things like, Hey, I know you've probably heard that lobbyists are terrible and they can be, Mm -hmm. but here's what they also do. Like, and here's a real life example. He gives an example of, uh, he was, uh, trying to pass a Cincinnati law that would, uh, eliminate the need for front license plates on the front of your car seems simple enough right sure you know somebody made him a pitch that hey it's gonna you know cost the taxpayers half as much mm-hmm. he was like oh who wouldn't want this bill yeah and then he started getting lobbied by uh the police union saying it'd be easier to track down criminals if we had front license plates uh the bus drivers association came and said when we have our flashing lights on and kids are getting out of the crosswalk and nobody's allowed to go around the bus mm-hmm. it'd be easier to identify people that are you know, reckless driving if we had front license plates, because then we could call it in. That's our standard routine as Mm -hmm. we see them kind of coming around. And so Boehner's like, huh, 
there's a couple valid points on this other side. Maybe I should go research who's trying to put this bill on in the first place. Like, where did this originate from? Yeah. And as it turned out, how did it turn out? It was somebody with a vested interest in the selling of materials to make license plates <laughs> um, or something to that effect. It was like a, a totally different special interest group. And so he gives examples of like license plates and sugar and like, mm -hmm. here's all the people with their hand in the pie or hand in the pot for sugar. Mm -hmm. And he, he really takes it from like federal all the way down to local. And then also talks about foreign, you know, you know, what do they call them? Codals, um, congressional, shoot, I forget what it stands for, but it's, um, when, when Congress travels internationally ah. to go visit war zones or areas that they're writing legislation that might affect. And uh, there's this story about Boehner meeting Gaddafi in the middle of the <laughs> desert, like it just abandoned middle of the desert basin, a tent, and Gaddafi comes in and uh, he ends up giving him some Italian brand sunglasses and says, uh, sun's not good for your blue eyes. Oh, nice. And Boehner tried to return it at the end of the meeting. And uh, he was told, no, they're yours. And because they were under $10 local currency, he was able to, you know, keep it. Sure. Uh, other times awesome. he was given a horse in a foreign country. Dang. Um, just wild stories. I'd highly yeah. recommend the book. What was the name of the book? Do you remember? On the House. Yeah, okay. On the House. It's kind All of right. a, he was in the house. It's about his beginnings as a barkeep bar and, mm -hmm. you know, how he talks a lot about his drinking and, you know, use of uh, uh, cigarettes and things like that. And sure. It's interesting, like old boys world that was kind of going on back then, because even up until the 90s, you could still smoke indoors at most of these mm -hmm. um, house chambers. And once he finally ascended the ranks to Speaker of the House, he got to set the rules. So when he became Speaker, he smoked inside the Speaker of the House office. The next dude to get that role was Paul Ryan, mm. whose first photo shoot, you know, coming out to America was him in the gym. Like, yeah. you know, he was the squeaky clean, like fiscal conservative boy that had a six pack. And <laughs> apparently he's always complained about how it still reeks of cigarette smoke. after oh, Boehner. Wow. That's funny. I like that. I'm, I'm that's, that is going to head to the top of my reading list. I like to read, uh, stories of men that would have been canceled in a you know from a foreign <laughs> age like if you read about the rat pack and johnny carson i mean those guys would have been canceled sure. yesterday if they were yeah. alive today but uh I, I like reading about like prolific people mm -hmm. or people uh people in the media like this one was a great if you're like a light consumer cable news like political junkie but nothing too crazy this is a really fun read all right. And it's always meaningful to me to be able to break away. Like I didn't turn on a TV screen all week. Yeah. You know, like you just spend your time differently when you're on, on location. Yeah, definitely. Love that, man. Love that for you. Living your best life. Yeah, buddy. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of new people. Had a lot of great times. That's good. What else? Well, Texas has grown by 4 million people in the last 10 years. Wow. And uh, because of that, uh, uh, we're one of the fastest growing states, and that has given us more legislative power. We've earned um, two, uh, two extra House seats. Yeah, it says U.S. Census data released Monday 
that they will shift political power in Congress, reapportioning two House seats to Texas and one each to Florida, North Carolina, Oregon, Colorado, and Montana, and stripping a seat from California for the first time ever. What? Uh, stripping a seat from New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, and West Virginia. Florida, Texas, and Arizona, each controlled entirely by Republicans, had been expecting to pick up an additional seat. Um, yeah, so Texas got a lot more people within the past 10 years, and I suspect a lot of them have even moved uh, more recently due to COVID. And, um, you know, a lot of people from California are moving over here because we have less restrictions. Yeah, it's crazy. Like right now, I'm so sick of hearing about Austin, but at the same time, whatever, like whatever floats your boat. I think Dallas should be more on the national uh, eye of things. We're a larger media market than Austin, for one. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, all the major sports franchises, leagues, whatever. Um, but Austin is undoubtedly, undoubtedly cool. But right now, Jason Kalkanis, um, one of, you know, San Francisco silicon valley's foremost angel investors ever mm-hmm. is uh he's having a happy hour tonight with joshua bear down in austin texas okay joshua bear actually started a capital factory which has a, a branch here on oak lawn oh really startup accelerator specific to texas that's looking to combine or harness the power of entrepreneurs and executives and vc capital uh, between dallas texas and houston mm-hmm. and jason and him have been tweeting it up all week and they're hosting a happy hour tonight and Jason won't shut up about how much he loves Austin. And he's like, everyone's here. There's no masks. It's so fun. (laughs) So between Rogan, Lex Friedman, this like cultural venture capital, scientific entertainment, Elon, like maverick archetype that's all flocking to Texas and, you know, big presence in Austin, obviously. Rogan has announced the comedy club that he started. I mean, we're going to have to go down there just to take in sets. If he recreates the comedy store and has like, you know, Liza, uh, Whitney, mm-hmm. Brennan Schaub, like Joey Diaz, like yeah. all these killers on stage every night. That'd be amazing. Yes. And we would definitely be in attendance every so often. Uh, Rocket, uh, Red Rocket Santino is coming to Addison. Is he? Or was just here. We need to stay up to oh, date on that. But he's not moving here. He just no, 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 has no. a show. Yeah, oh, yeah he yeah, moved yeah. to Addison. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I remember one time I got, I saw a comedian. I think it was, um, I don't remember if it was Tony Hinchcliffe or Brent Morin. Uh, at Addison Improv, and they were like, "Hey, Addison, anybody here actually live in Addison?" And nobody raises their hand. They're like, "That's what I thought." <laughs> Welcome to Dallas. <laughs> That's good. It is true that my dad used to tell me that Addison's population goes up like a quarter of a million people, like Monday through Friday business hours. Mm. There's such a huge influx of business park people there, but nobody actually lives lives, lives there. there. Okay. That's interesting. Like that. <laughs> You're so over this. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You ready to go run, buddy? That was good. Um, no, I got I got some more stuff. <laughs> uh, what you got? The Chiefs tied in Sean Colkin. Okay. <laughs> He's doubling down on cryptocurrency by becoming the first NFL player to commit his entire salary to Bitcoin. Uh, he's 27 years old. He joined the Chiefs in February. Um, on a future contract that would pay him $920,000 in base salary if he ends up making the Kansas City roster. So that's interesting. 
Yeah. <laughs> Will he make the roster? Right. Will he make the team? Will he make the Bitcoin investment? I'm sure he will. That's just like somebody coming out and be like, yo, my entire $100 million salary, I'm going to spend it all on pork. It's all going into pork futures. That's it. <laughs> or like, hey, I'm going to take my entire salary and put it into real estate. Like, Well, I, f- I feel like that's not a bad idea. It's just interesting. There's a difference between pork and real estate. It's so time. Like, I wonder when this media buzz fizzles out on crypto. Yeah. I don't know. I, Jason was calling Dogecoin like a huge like nothing it is but (laughs) i've made a grand on it so oh a grand yeah you making stacks over there son Mm -hmm. yeah i was messaging uh maybe two weeks ago i was messaging back and forth with heston um because there was one night where it just shot up like crazy and i was asking him for some advice and ended up selling on top and making quite a bit of money so Right on. Well, <laughs> I mean, can I give you guys some money? Like, can you make me some money? Nah, you're over here hating. I'm not hating. I'm, I'm telling you what I heard. I'm not in that game. You go invested in pork. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go buy some Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> Jimmy Dean. Every uh, Berkshire quarterly earnings, I feel like they're like, Warren Buffett just like likes Apple stock. <laughs> just buy. He has like a, I don't know how many hundreds of billions of dollars worth of Apple stock. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know, but we have, who wouldn't? We have lost the collaborate and collaboration here. Uh, cool beans. Uh, back in the saddle. <laughs> Thanks, tots and bots and thoughts. Uh, you good? Um, Chris Weedman? <laughs> U- UFC? Did you see that? No. Oh, are you serious? I'm serious. Oh my goodness. What can, are we talking about? Uh, can I show you this video in real time? Uh, so we can get your reaction on air. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there was a UFC fight over the weekend. Uh, I think it might've happened Saturday and, um, it was pretty crazy, man. I <laughs> uh, don't want to. Don't, don't want to spoil it. <laughs> don't want to spoil anything for you, but you well, gotta tell you what. You gotta take. A, you'll tell me what. Well, this video. I mean, anything will be crazier than your description, which mm. is just like it was crazy. Yeah. Show me. I gotta find a better video. Okay. This was. Uh, this happened in the first round. Okay. Let me flip this over for you. Flip it over for me, Brad. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Can you hold it? All right, so he's going in for the kick. Oh, <laughs> no! I hate those. Oh! <laughs> but did you see him try to step on it Shut after? Shut up. Yes, I did. Oh, oh my is... gosh. Ugh. Um. So Ugh. the the person that he was fighting, that's the first uh, UFC match ever won without even throwing a punch. Um, cause that man tried kicking him oh, and man. then was out after that. Oh yeah. He got that spaghetti leg going on. Yep. Oh R- my goodness. I've foot. seen that before and it, yeah. it always, it's happened to him me. before. Oh, well, <laughs> he should probably quit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe stop kicking. I don't know. <laughs> maybe stick to boxing. Now kick, now kick, now <laughs> kick, now kick, now walk, walk it, it by, by yourself. yourself. Walk it by yourself. Yeah. That sucks, dude. That's that's horrifying. Yeah. And he was like unfazed on the initial break. And it wasn't until he tried to step down on it 
And he's like, oh, my, my leg isn't there. Yeah. Dude, that's horrifying. Isn't You're probably it? still in just complete and utter shock. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's awesome that that happened in UFC. Wild. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Wild times. First round. <laughs> just out, man. Uh, one of the Paul guys knocked somebody out recently that surprised some people, right? Uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, I think we might have talked about ago. that. I don't think so. Oh, like, no? I thought it there happened was another again. one? Yeah, maybe it was a different brother. It's I don't know how up. many of those brothers I, are making I don't even YouTube know. Are videos. Are they fighting and... legitimate people, though? I mean, I think that this was a legitimate fight against somebody legitimate, and that's why people were surprised. Okay. I'll have to. I'll have to. I've been trying to keep them out of my news just because I find them annoying. Um, but if they're good fighters, maybe I need to start paying more attention. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I'm not into it, but yeah. what else you got? That that's it. That's I, all you got. I've have been, we been going for a while? Is this a good? It, have we been going long enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they satisfied? Has our stamina? Has everybody been able to make it through traffic and <laughs> find their way home before they have to? Stop? Still, the best compliment ever when Dylan was like, "Man, I did four hours of binge listening," and then I was like, "Man, they need to come up with some new stuff." Yeah, here we are. I'm like, well, Dylan, that's an audience of one, buddy. Everybody else is like. <laughs> Go to bi-weekly. <laughs> go to, go to bi-monthly. Yeah, can we have a yearly catch-up? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that this one, we were out creating content, you know? like yeah. I feel like the ones we go two hours where we're just like ranting and huffing and puffing. Mm -hmm. Maybe we didn't live as much life this week, but you know what? One co-host went out and bought himself a house. That's right. He locked down a good woman. That's right. White picket fence for the idea is around mm. the corner. It's on the way. It's coming. And uh, I went and connected with a former self. Yes. Um, lots of serendipity on this trip. Lot, yeah. Lots of weird stuff, dude. Right. At, at one point, I turned to Michael and I'm like, any woman I've ever loved is present on this uh, strip of land <laughs> <laughs> of God's creation. Just wild things. But yeah. it it makes your heart flex and open up. And just like you were saying, you know, mm -hmm. like it feels good to feel those ventricles going. Yes. Get up flowing, bro. <laughs> Get those ventricle juices flowing. <laughs> okay. Dang. I'm saying, man. Uh, but shout out to... Uh, somebody's doing donuts on that roof. Man, I don't know why people are always driving crazy around here, but they love going up on that roof and doing photo shoots and donuts. Like, yeah. I'll come home and there'll just be like three uh, my box on the roof over there. Or like three rolls. Phantom Rolls Royces. That's... That's... I, if only. Shout out to uh, to uh, Michael and Shelly for going with me on such a, a yes. whim. Yes, y'all are awesome friends for that. Just being able to. I yeah, told them. Uh, awesome. I said, "Man, people that are just distant to us on Instagram must think we're some sort of weird thruple or something." <laughs> 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 but uh, um, yeah, it was definitely. I, I'm sure that in retrospect, it's going to end up wildly meaningful that the year that I uh, oversee their nuptials, we all went on a little you know, crazy adventure together. It's beautiful. A little wild. Um, shout out to Heston and Chloe. I know yes. he made you some money. And uh, she is just due at any moment. She's yeah. overdue. She's ready to pop with Aspen. So hope that that happens before our next podcast. For and sure. And early congratulations if so. Absolutely. Um, Mazel. Yeah, praying for uh, everything to go well. And uh, finally, shout out to you, my friend, because you're steady over here just crossing off some of life's little, you know, Little milestones, big goals. Day by day, buddy. 
that's that's we're in here uh can't wait to walk into your new home that you yeah own. man we're gonna we're gonna have to record in that yeah you'll have to come over dude I know. I've been dreading this day when you get mm -hmm. your own big, yeah. beautiful home. And yeah, it's like, you, you know want what? this pod to continue? You're like, internet works down I'll here, too. I'll see you in Kleber, homie. <laughs> 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 we'll, uh, we'll make it work. <laughs> Zoom podcast. No, like, <laughs> no, I can't wait. Um, we'll definitely have to do that in six months when the idea has walls. Yeah, you'll probably have to help move me. So. Oh, shoot. <laughs> How are you able to buy a home and I'm helping you move? <laughs> I'll, I'll get you some pizza or something, bud. <laughs> I feel like there's, if one more person rips that meme off, like no one wants a pizza and a slip disc, like, ah, we get it. Yeah. So, so extra cheese? Yeah. Okay. Uh, pepperoni at the conference ain't asking. <laughs> oh. All right, y'all. We'll catch y'all up next time. Peace.